Welcome to the Kinder Lights Podcast. It's all about raising the profile of early learning and celebrating wonderful kindergarten educators as they share stories of their highs, lows, and some of the wild fun in between. You'll hear unvarnished truths and advice about teaching in kindergarten learning spaces shared by educators who are lights of hope, joy, and love for their students. And now, here's your host, a man who spent the final three years of his 30-year career as a kindergarten teacher, Chris Quinn. Hello and welcome to all Kinder Lights podcast listeners. I am so excited to be welcoming Nadine Osborne to the podcast. Nadine is my second guest on this second episode of the podcast, and she's the first Canadian. She's from Northern Ontario. Nadine Osborne is a classroom teacher with the Blue Water District School Board, and she spent 10 years in the kindergarten world, nine of them in French immersion. This year, she's made a jump to a grade one French immersion. Nadine is a passionate early years educator who's committed to lifelong learning and continued professional growth. She was part of the second cohort to complete the Merit Center Self-Regulation Foundations course, and she helped to introduce an outdoor learning program at her school five years ago that is inspired by forest school pedagogy. Most recently, Nadine has been exploring ways to use technology to enhance learning. Delighted to have you with us, Nadine. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so excited to be here. I I was very honored that you invited me to be a guest on your podcast. It's a wonderful idea to get kindergarten and early years educators together to listen to each other's stories because those stories, as we know um, from our experience in the early years, those stories are very rich learning opportunities for both our, our students and our educators. Agreed, Nadine. Thanks so much. I'm going to start by just introducing to our listeners the, uh, the format for our discussion, and it's driven by our LIGHTS acronym. So for each letter, it references something about the educator's early years or kindergarten experiences. So Nadine, we'll begin with L, and L stands for laugh. So it could be something, a, a humorous moment or something that's made you smile in your experience. So I'll turn things over to you to begin. One that came to mind when I was reflecting on my years uh, in kindergarten was early on, and you sometimes forget when you when you speak to your students how literally they take things at at these young years. And I remember um, at a school that I I taught at, um, it was my third year of teaching, and one of our greatest fears, of course, is leaving a child behind. And it was really important to me that when the recess bell rang, that my students would not just sneak into the building ahead of me because then I wouldn't know that I had them all. So I was really very strict about saying, okay, this is important. Kind of like the whole leave no man behind. You can't, we cannot go in the building until Madame Osborne counts your heads. And one day um, it was raining. And so the bell went for them to come in early and my principal went outside to bring the students in and they would not go inside with the school principal. They refused to go inside the school building. They said, no, we can't. We can't go without Madame Osborne. We can't. So uh, I, you know, I appeared, of course, a a moment or two later and and escorted the students in. And then as they were getting their boots off and whatnot, my principal came over and she said, you know, 
I, I just, we should probably talk about this. I think they need to know that it's okay for them to come inside with the principal of the school. That's one of my, my funniest moments uh, early on in my teaching career. <laughs> I'm laughing, Nadine, because I've had similar experiences as a kindergarten teacher. And their, their sense of that literal interpretation of what we might deem as rules, it's amazing. But you know the wonderful thing about kids at that age, too? It's their honesty, right? They, they're, they're very honest about um, what they understand, what they're feeling. The way you've described it brings back wonderful memories for me as well. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. It's, it is a gift every day. I mean, we get, I think I speak for most of us that have a passion for the early years. We get up knowing that our, our day will be filled with laughter and love. So the second letter in the acronym is I, and that stands for interest. Something that interests you most about kindergarten? What interests me most is really very specific to my role as a French second language educator um, in the early years. Because as a French immersion kindergarten teacher, we are expected to um, provide 90% of the day in my school board in French language instruction. And for a number of years, really from the very beginning, I've I've really struggled with how to find a balance so that I can make sure that my students are being given the same opportunity as a student would be in their first language in a classroom to develop metacognitive skills and to reflect on their learning and to reflect on themselves as learners. And I think it's it's fairly obvious that if a child does not have the language skills to express higher order thinking, that that higher order thinking is not going to get exposed. It's not going to get shared with others within the classroom environment. And so you're always, I think, in the early years as a French immersion educator, you're really working very hard moment to moment to strike that balance while you really want the majority of the instruction to be in French so that they're immersed in the language um, so that they can absorb it and, and start to use it. So I think that's really what interests me. And, and I think of myself as, um, as a researcher in action. So that's really, I think, my biggest interest. Boy, that's a, that's a really significant added layer of challenge for FSL educators in kindergarten, Nadine. And you've, uh, you've really identified a key piece in that in terms of finding that balance when you're looking at both English and French language, but the whole metacognitive development piece and, and really striving, as you have said, uh, each day to be able to find that balance. So um, I certainly applaud you because that's uh, it, it, it's incredible work being a teacher and in particular being a kindergarten teacher. But on top of that, um, considering what you've just said, and like I mentioned, that that added layer of challenge as an FSL teacher. I really appreciate that. Let's have a little bit of fun. When we turn to G, this is a gaff or a gasp. So it, it could be something like a personal blunder or a shocking moment. Okay. I make mistakes every single day. And I'm also a little forgetful because I get I get really caught up in the moment with my students and and then I forget some important routines sometimes like attendance. Is there anyone else out there in the kindergarten world that forgets attendance because that is one of my biggest challenges. In the AM, 
doesn't seem to be quite such a problem. But in the PM, I'm so well into my day and things are going on and things are happening. So my students will remind me because they know that if the phone rings 20 minutes after we come in from recess, that it will be the office asking me to please submit my attendance. But better than forgetting attendance. Last year, we we started last year with COVID restrictions in our school board. Um, they continued. We still have those restrictions in place. And so the one the one place where students could sort of feel more normal was outside. We got an early snow in November. And that first snow in a kindergarten school year is is pure and utter magic. And it just happened to be the same day that we were scheduled to have a lockdown drill. I have a supply in because my regular teaching partner is off. So I have somebody who's just there with me on the first day, doesn't know the student's name. So we're outside for our outdoor learning time in the afternoon for snowfall. So we have extended time outside. So somebody started making a massive snowball. A couple of students joined their snowballs up. And then we decided collectively that what we wanted to do was to build a huge wall of snowballs. And so everyone is super engaged. I mean, the the core, the heavy work that's happening to push these um, like heavy, heavy snowballs in mud was epic. And then just as we complete this amazing and big snow wall, the alarm goes. So I say to the students, okay, remember how Madame Osborne told you we had a lockdown drill coming? Well, it's now. And we're going to we're gonna pretend that there's bad guys on the other side of our wall. And we're hiding behind this wall. And we have to get down really, really low. And no pom-poms can show over the top of our wall of snow. And so we're laying in our tummies, teacher included, completely full out in the mud for 10 minutes. Talk about a test of self-regulation. <laughs> so after about 10 minutes, we all trek in and we are like swampy mud monsters, <laughs> like all of us. I, I think mud makes for relationships. Like if you get muddy with people, you're a family. I was really kind of worried I was going to get called out on it, but it was also one of the most magical mud moments of my career. Okay. I love both gaff moments. I mean, I, the... <laughs> When you talked about attendance, I've been there. I know that our kids are their priority, right? And our kids come in and they need us. There's things happening as soon as they walk in that door. Well, and they're first thing in the morning, they're they're seeking connection after recess. If they if anything has happened, they're seeking connection with their their core adult. Agreed. But that <laughs> that situation you talked about outside, it's true where the magic happens. And you know what? We just have to, as educators, Go with it. I mean, that's hard sometimes, right? When you're in kindergarten, it's a whole different world. I mean, you've got to be able to understand that things won't just necessarily go according to plan. That's probably true at any age, but in particular in kindergarten. So what a wonderful, wonderful memory of taking those kids out there and what they remember, I'm sure, about making those giant snowballs and that huge wall of snowballs. (laughs) And then the alarm going off. So gaff can make for wonderful memories. Oh, yeah. They hearkened back to it several times later in the year whenever we had snow. They would be like, remember when? Can we do it again? And so, yeah, less mud, more snow later in the year. Thank you for sharing that. So H in our acronym stands for highlight. In all of your experience in kindergarten, can you think of one thing that sort of stands out for you in in terms of a highlight? The smile that I get from students that I've connected with, the hellos um, from the grade three students and the grade six students, those are magic. And those those are little things that are just everything. 
That said, my forest school program that I started five years ago in the school environment uh, is something that I'm really, really proud of. It started small and it was it was a bit of a risk. And I am so grateful that I had an administrator who um, supported me when I went to them with the project and a colleague who joined in and partnered with me. And then it's grown. We um, changed schools. We moved to a new school and we added um, more classrooms and more educators to the program and more grade level to the point where now, um, basically, I, we're kind of looking for um, restrictions to relax so that we can do our field trip model and go to the park that's in our city. All of the educators in our building are much more likely to be getting their students outside as a result of having some participation in the forest school model that we introduced five years ago. So I, I'm really very proud of that. It, it was involved a lot of partnerships with families who would commit to like being consistent regular volunteers to support the program so that we had a low adult-child ratio and could offer them some really rich learning in the early years. And so of everything, I think that's probably what I'm most proud of. So Nadine, a couple of things. First of all, um, the smiles and the hellos. It's those connections that we make in uh, whatever year we're teaching, whatever grade level we're teaching. It's so heartwarming to know that those connections are not just about a year. Those connections, especially those strong connections we make, those relationships we develop, can last for a long time. They're memories that we as educators carry with us, but also our students do. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, highlight. And it's a simple one, but important. And the second one you talked about, um, the Forest School Program, I want to congratulate you, number one. Your leadership in this area is so important. You know, it's, it's, it's connecting to nature and those incredible authentic learning experiences for our kids that happen out in nature. And so that program um, obviously is uh, not only serving your students well, but many students outside of just your own class. It's such an important core piece of the kindergarten program, the early learning experience. It's a very important part of the the kindergarten curriculum, and and you noted that I'm I'm teaching in Ontario, and we are very um, very fortunate in our province to have an outstanding curriculum that that really recognizes and honors our early years learners, such that our children can be children. And everything that they do is reflected in the curriculum and the curriculum is reflected in everything they do. So we're very, very fortunate in our province. We certainly are. So for T, it's a tip. So in other words, uh, any words of advice that you'd like to offer our listeners? Just to take risks and move outside your comfort zone because I am that city girl who didn't go on the outdoor education field trip in grade 13 back when there was grade 13. I was so scared of bugs and mosquitoes. I would have nothing to do with it. I actually took ownership and got the ball rolling for us to have an outdoor learning program with our early years students. And that first day, I remember being at the park, like in the forest with our students, just having a moment where I was, please don't let anyone get poison ivy. Please don't let anyone like fall and break an arm or break a leg. And I was so scared that morning when I got out of bed. And then when we were together in that space, I felt so much calm. And then as the year went on and as the experience grew, we could we noticed when our students missed being in the forest, how important it was to their ability ability to self-regulate and feel whole as humans. So that would never have happened if I didn't just kind of jump in with both feet and say, 
it's not about me. I, I don't care what I look like with a toucan. I do not care if there is mud on me. And just, just take those risks and move outside your comfort zone. In risk-taking, we find some of our greatest learning. Not only students do, but certainly we as educators and being able to, to, to step out of our comfort zone, as you just described, and be able to do that. And it's really part of our evolution as educators. We come in with a sense of this is maybe our plan. <laughs> and sometimes the plan just has to change. And for the good of not only our students, um, but ourselves as well. I love the example you just used in terms of explaining what risk-taking is all about. So thank you for that. Our last letter is S, and we're going to wrap up with uh, something you'd like to offer as a saying or a quote that might help to inspire our educators who are listening. This one is from my self-regulation background with uh, Dr. Stuart Shanker. We did a lot of reading of Dr. Jean Clinton, who is a child psychologist. Dr. Jean Clinton um, has been quoted in our curriculum document. She articulates the most critical uh, piece for us to remember as educators, and that is that love builds brains. So your children have to feel loved. If you want them to learn, we need to love on those kids. And it's magic because there's something about loving a, a child. They love you back, and it's a very affirming uh, life experience to be a kindergarten teacher because love builds brains. You love your students. That's what I want to leave people with is love builds brains. And that's what, what we're in the business of as kindergarten educators. Nadine, there's no better way to end a podcast than on that note, love building brains. Uh, you know, a focus on what is core and key to anything we do as educators is that relationship piece. If we can build relationships based on love, then the rest will happen, uh, you know, in terms of the learning. Thank you, Chris. I just, again, I just really want to thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. I'm so excited to listen to the coming uh, podcasts uh, in the near future. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way for us to connect with other early years educators. And it's a great opportunity to hear um, things that, that we can connect to, things that affirm us, because sometimes we might feel a little bit isolated. We might feel a little bit alone, but I feel that um, technology, like I said, um, it's an, it's new for me too. Uh, this is my first ever podcast to be a part of, so it's pretty exciting for me. And I, I'm very, very, very grateful for the opportunity and um, just look forward to hearing more podcasts. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you, Nadine. It's truly been an honor to listen to you share from the heart and from your amazing experience as a kindergarten teacher. I wish you well as the school year continues and as you continue your teaching learning journey as a grade one teacher. This has been our November episode of the Kinder Lights podcast. Please plan to listen with us again at the beginning of December as I talk with an early years teacher in Luxembourg in Europe. The Kinder Lights podcast can be accessed on my Google webpage. That's sites.google.com slash view slash grateful edu 64. It's also available through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, and Pocket Casts. I can be reached on Twitter at Chris Quinn 64 and or at 
gratefuledu64. I'm also accessible through Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kinder Lights podcast. Please continue to be a light of hope and kindness, especially to those who need it most. <laughs>